Hi guys, so just recorded another episode. Um, today's guest, we featured Omi the Homie from Twitter. I think everybody knows Omka. If you haven't, I think this episode would be really, really good to listen to. Um, yeah, so we just talked about a lot of things. We talked about coronavirus right now affecting different things. Um, talked about the entertainment industry. And yeah, just chatted about, you know, what's his life like in India and how we left the came back to Ghana to find it really advanced. I think this is a really good episode. And I think you might really enjoy it. So yeah, just sit back and listen. All right, hi guys. Um, this is Joe and welcome back to Open Conversations. Um, this is gonna be the second episode. So right now I'm here with Omka. Everybody knows Omka as Omi the homie on Twitter. Say hi, Omka. Hi, Joe. How are you? Hi, hi uh, all the listeners of this podcast. <laughs> how's it going? How, how's the day going? Um, my day has been okay. So today I've been working from home. Actually, because of the whole situation we're in now, um, it's like we do maybe in that if in a week there are five days, we do two days. We go to work like say Monday and Friday, and then actually we work six days in a week though. But it's like Monday and Friday we go to work. Then the rest of the three, the other four days, we stay at home and we work. Okay. Yeah. Same with me. I've been so today I was working from home. So I was working from home today. How was it all day? How how was that like? Um. So the normally working from home, I think people prefer working from home because then you know you can get up when you want to and stuff like that, right? And if yeah. your job doesn't have a time limit to what you do then it's fine but the sort of job i do i'm in i'm in the commodity sector and i work as a sales manager actually going to work is more beneficial for me because a lot of things are very real time so they keep happening on the go so i need information as and when it happens but then if i'm at home i have to call some like the accounts department find out if some payments have come in then load so it's a lot of calling and stuff and you know clients also keep calling even more than because of what's going on as well. So it's a bit stressful. So for me, I actually find the work from home too stressful. I'd rather go to the office and work. Yeah, I said, like, why don't you, like, automate everything? Because instead of you calling your accounts guy and all that stuff, it's just, like, online. You can just log in. Okay. So, I mean, I can always ask them what's going on. But you see, the account guy is also doing three other things as well. Because right. he's also at home. Obviously, he doesn't have the benefits of being in the office to do things. So... You know, like he's doing, he's doing a spreadsheet on something else. He's doing some financial analysis. And then there's me also asking him things. So it's like a lot of things happen. So if I message, he will take his time and do it. Not that he, he won't do it, but, you know, he might take like a few minutes or, you know, 10 to 20, 15 minutes because he's also doing something else. So I have to then call and put pressure and say, please do my thing first and then do what you're doing. But it's always like you ask somebody to leave all work that we're doing for your work. So it's always like it's that sort of thing. Jeez, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, because like I think I'll like, be... we're managing because I think my boss's thing was that he wants to try and minimize um, our outings, like me going out or any of us going out and coming to the office, and you know, like risk catching something. So it's better to just stay at home and be safe. That's his idea. So Monday and Friday normally because start of the week, end of the week. So we plan for the following week because it's unprecedented times as well, right? So you don't know when business might just stop. Funny enough, in a business like commodities, 
you are many companies are actually doing well because of the scenario right now we are in okay so well internet is really bad <laughs> see bro um i've done like two podcasts already right. and i suffered on both of them because one was what's your flavor that we did and then i did a guest on podak purple that should both should be coming out this week right and trust me it's uh, the right. internet will not let you flourish at all right. especially if you have vodafone oh yeah vodafone have I've been here vodafone has been trash for like even before the coronavirus i mean oh yeah you see normally the wifi used to be decent right like used to be good um now it's just gone complete haywire i don't know what the problem is and i think now that more people are online around this time it gets even worse right yeah so, in fact to all of the listeners of this podcast we are recording this on anchor so hence there might be a little technical issues or my sound might go off because of the shitty internet i'm using please bear with joseph and i for this <laughs> yeah. I no we actually had to um we actually had to uh, give these disclaimers on the other two podcasts we recorded because you know we used to go to the studio and record right at yeah. um, laboni waxi studio and obviously now we can't go there because he had a proper studio set up the chairs the mics everything and yeah. obviously going there recording mm-hmm. is a risk for him and us mm-hmm. he doesn't know where we are coming from we don't know where he's gone to so yeah. it's a risk so we have to like sort of do everything ad hoc and anchor has given you a chance there are other apps as well so it's just that your internet needs to be super good so which is the problem that's the problem yeah see unless you internet is really really clear you, you might be going in and out of with the audio so it's really bad exactly and that's my problem so but i mean i can't complain at least it's giving us a chance to record a podcast cuz in times like this i feel like content is most needed new content especially new, so yeah. podcasts uh, youtube videos vlogs anything because then people also relate to it um on that level on a subconscious level and for people who know us it's like they're with us listening to us talk and they're just listening to our conversation so that way then you know they also feeling is that okay i heard omi i heard joe that sort of thing i also look at it in that sense which to really i mean like yeah i have this podcast just to convince these people like i don't want to talk about you know be so technical like this is an interview and stuff like that. but just like conversation like what's happening like what's up like what are you working on what am i working on that type of thing So um right now actually okay so this time has actually given me a chance to play a lot of video games because I have a PS4 but then I used to be very on and off with it I bought it in 2017 I bought a shit ton of games for it like both physical copies and online uh, games as well because you know they keep having discounts and stuff on their PlayStation store as well right yeah and so I I've been I what I finished I finished like three no I finished like two games in a span of like a week one was Kill Zone and the other was Modern Warfare yeah. and both were FPSs Modern Warfare like took me a day literally I started one Saturday night by Sunday evening I was done with it Kill Zone took me more time though um it's a more intense game but basically I've been just gaming right now I'm playing Watch Dogs 2 um it was a sequel to Watch Dogs and it's 
it's like you said, it's GTA with hacking, which I actually enjoy a lot because it's really fun. And okay. it also shows you like the upside of hacking, but the downside of hacking as well. Yeah, like that, like I know government control, surveillance, that type of thing. That's what they'd like to do. And it's, it's so basically the game for like people who don't know about the Watch Dogs uh, uh, like game, the Watch Dogs 2 at least, it's set in uh, San Francisco. And it's basically like um, they have this company that is basically monitoring everyone using um, like AI and stuff. So it's basically what's happening in the real world as well. Basically, this is like a prelude to what might happen. Um, you have to like, you have governments tracking your every movement. Companies know what you're doing so they can market your products based on what you buy, what mm -hmm. you don't buy, that sort of thing. And uh, so basically the game is set in such a in a situation and you are a hacker who joins like this other group called DeadSec. So they're a hacker group and they're trying to basically shut down this company that's called Bloom, B-L-U-M-E. So it's been really interesting because you have to do like certain tasks, you have to steal stuff, hack stuff. And more or less, they ask you to try and do it stealthily, like using stealth as opposed to taking guns and going all in and then killing everyone. Because if you kill people, if you attract attention, then more people come, so it just becomes a problem. So the, the best thing to do is go with stealth mode, use your other devices, hack things, get your stuff out, and then leave as if you were never there. So it's it tests your patience as well. Because for somebody like me, I'm not very, like, I don't like stealth games like that. I like going in all, all guns blazing, that sort of thing, right? So, but it's interesting. I like the gameplay. I like how they've gotten the whole of San Francisco model. They even actually, it's California more than San Francisco. It's the whole of California, so yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, <laughs> but even with video games, like I don't think like in Ghana, for instance, right? It's hard to like find like a dedicated place to like get all the good games because you have to find, you have to go to this person, that person. But like, what like what do you think about the whole ecosystem? Because it's hard to find games for me to play actually. So over here in Ghana, um, there are not many gaming vendors. And the ones that are there, they tend to stock on the popular games like your FIFA, your NBA 2K, your racing games, fighting games, Call of Duty. That's a, so there's not a lot of, um, what do you call it, variety. So I remember I wanted to order Darksiders and I told the guy. So he, when he was ordering his games, he put one, like he, he bought it for me just because I wanted it. And then, you know, I had to pay him when he got it here at a slightly higher price because he also had to pay for customs and stuff. So the alternate then that remains is buying it online. But my issue with buying it online is that I don't live in a country where there's unlimited internet options, right? Or yeah. the data is not as expensive as other countries. So... Even if I pay for like a 250 GB, I'm, I have to share it with two other people at home. That's my mom and dad. So downloading a game which could be like 50, 60 GB, it's a big chunk. On top of that, you have to then download yeah. some update and things. Like Call of Duty, for instance, I had to download a 90 GB update before I could play the game. So yes, your data just finishes as soon as you get the game. Yes. Strong armed mean you can't play the game if you don't download. Yeah, it, yeah, it's true because it's ridiculous. Yeah, because like um, I know, like MC, you know, they don't even give you like a dedicated like data plan for if you're playing games. It's just a you play, you pay what you want to pay, and just give it to you. Exactly. 
and again the internet speeds are not good stuff like that so you have to use like a whole day to download it but i think the 90 gb itself it took me like mm-hmm. 24 hours or a little more than 24 hours to download here yeah, in one go basically i didn't put off my ps so i put it on oh, rest okay, mode gotcha. and downloading <sighs> i mean it's yeah so as much as possible but the funny thing is right now um, because it's the easter season uh, easter just passed though but the playstation store actually has um they have like games on discount and stuff so i'm actually going to buy some and keep and then maybe if the situation gets better or there's better internet or something then i'll just mm-hmm. download it when i can because it's also expensive when you need the internet charge yeah true true yeah like what like what do you pay like what do you pay for like how much do you pay for how much do you pay for i pay for I pay for the 250 GB plan which is 285 CD. Mm. So what do you think? And that's for me and my mom and my dad, right? So they're Netflixing as well. I am also using Netflix. I'm streaming something or the other. So most of our data goes in streaming. And then if there's anything mm. left I download. That's it. I mean mm. I download a game or two. Okay, only but so I, I part like this before corona like what was like what was your life like before that because everybody knows you, right? And I was speaking to who was speaking to I think to Johnny the other time. Johnny's like, yeah, when he goes out to his events, he's like, yeah, cool. like he's you know, talking to everybody, but when he's by himself, he's very what do you call it? He say he's very introverted. But like are you the same? Are you like only outside loud and everything, but when it only comes with inside is very quiet or you like the same inside and outside here's the thing um uh well yeah okay so you ask when you said uh, outside and inside when you say inside do you mean like at home or like, like yeah, just you alone or just a couple of friends like compared with when you're like at an event or something like that okay i want, i'm not i'm i'm a hard like i'm an extrovert i think anyone who knows me knows that i'm an extroverted being Um so life before corona for me was like it was pretty much I had like a routine sort of life so monday to thursday work I wouldn't go out on on um, the weekdays because if you notice I'd even stop going coming for like quiz nights and stuff which I used to be yeah. very frequent at one point um but I basically stopped any kind of weekday activity so no game nights for me nothing so my weekends were the times where I'd socialize with a lot of people friends I wanted to meet um if i want to go out on a date something so the weekend was set for me on that side right and so friday nights would be i would i would it would depend if i would go out on a friday night or not because i work on saturday so if i go out on a friday night and i come home late it affects me saturday morning to get up and then power through the day because then i feel like shit i'm very groggy i'm tired you know that sort of thing so there were days when i would have preferred like not going out on fridays and just staying in and then saturday then i go out late night come back and then it's not a problem because sunday is there and then sunday is also I'll meet friends and like you know find out hang out um find out what they're up to that sort of thing like connect with my friends that i haven't seen over the week especially like my close circle of friends like johnny mame um kiko bunch of people like but basically that's and then seralio was also there on friday which would allow me to meet a lot of people at once that i wouldn't meet over monday to thursday So that was my life. And even if I meet like two or three friends or whatever, I'm still the same person as I would be at an event. Like I'm hyper, I'm very expressive, that sort of thing. Cool. Okay, so like true and true and extra very true and true. 
I'm super extrovert, extroverted. So this lockdown corona is really affecting me because for me, one means of um, sort of like recharging my batteries, like the proverbial yeah. batteries that they say, is by going out, like having fun, meeting people, talking to people, going for different events. Basically, Saturday and Sunday used to be booked. And I used to like plan my weekends. So I'd, in a week or two weeks in advance, I'd plan, like, can I meet you so-and-so? Because you also need time to meet me. So, you, like, we both need to make sure our schedules match, that sort of thing. So, my weekends were always pre-planned because of the sort of, like, Monday to Thursday lifestyle I was living. So, and Friday is, is also a work day, right? So, it's only in the evening that I can meet you. Maybe have dinner or something and go out to, like, jam or whatever. But Saturday and Sundays were mainly for that. So, I used to be very time-conscious. And then I used to plan in advance. Obviously now all my Saturdays and Sundays are free, so I would work Netflix and video games. Uh yes, but then in as much as Netflix and video games are good, how much can you do that? So the other thing I'm also doing is that um I, I've been video calling more of my friends because at least then I can see them there's a visual sort of connection as opposed to just auditory right. connection, right? Like an audio connection. So um, I do like a Zoom call. Um, so even with my friends in India on the weekends, either Saturday or Sunday, three o'clock, we even do like trivia sessions. So because I used to be a big trivia nerd, I still am like, but I've been, been into trivia for how long now? 2008, 12 years now, right? And so what my friends do is that one, like from my friends in India, we have a big group and then one guy will host a trivia session and then all of us will join, make teams, participate, that sort of thing. Maybe three to six and then we're done. And India is like five and a half hours ahead of us. So I had basically GMT. So they're five and a half hours ahead of GMT. So they would like, that's 8.30 for them. So by 10, 11, they're done. They go to sleep. Some of my friends also in America. So they come like early morning from like your, yeah. they, wherever they are in America. So it's like different people in different parts of the world here. So it's, but it's one way to at least interact with people and then, you know, like get, like get to talk yeah. to them. on oh, a so, wait, so if you had to compare like India and Ghana, right? like how long were you in India? I was in, so I did, um, what do you call it? I was in India for, okay. So, okay, a bit of a background. So, 2003, I left Ghana okay. for boarding school in India. So, I did, like, my last four years of uh, school in India. So, I did my O and A levels in India. Uh, that was till 2007. Then, 2007, I went for university to India. But then, I had some challenges with my passport. So, I ended up getting stuck yeah. in India. And I only came back in 2015. Okay. India is a very complicated, long, drawn-out process for renewing your passport. And as I was not born and I did not stay in India, but I have an Indian passport, it caused me a lot of problems to try and renew it from there. Because renewing it from a foreign country is easy because you have, like, you don't have to give that many documents because you're there. Once you have a valid, like, permit, either a work permit or a residence right. permit or something, and you have a few backing documents, they're good to go to renew your passport. But if you're in a, the country itself, and India has a population of 1.3 billion mm -hmm. people and counting. So, so you can imagine the number of people who go there on a daily, and they had like a lot of, so I had one point, I just gave up. I'm like, fuck it, I'm stuck <laughs> in India for now. So I was there for eight good years. So I actually missed 
a lot of the development that happened in Ghana, the change in the music scene, the restaurant scene, the pop culture scene, like so many things happened in Ghana and I missed a whole eight years. So when I was living in 2007, I think Shatawale was then known as Bandana. Um, I don't think either R2Bs was now coming then or we're still not there by then. I don't think there was any South Korea by then. So I leave in 2007, come back in 2015 and then I'm hearing like Sakodia, Shatawale, Stone Boy, like yeah. there's so many of these guys. So it took me like a year, year and a half to rediscover the whole Ghanaian music scene that I'd left. Because back then, it used to be like people like Tic Tac and, you know, like Daddy Lumba, Kojo Inchi, those guys, right? And I come back and there's like a whole N1 now. Before you just used to be some highway. I don't even think we used to call it N1 back then. And like the N1 was different, they had changed it, the Accra Mall was different. When I was leaving Ghana in 2007, Accra Mall had just opened, but they didn't have too many places still open. Like it wasn't like how it is today now. Back then, I think Game was open, and I think they were making some place called Rhapsodies then. Yeah. Um, apart, apart from that, there wasn't anything else. And I remember we, we bought stuff from Game because it was super cheap mm-hmm. way back then. And like you know, they just opened, they were obviously trying to also get customers to come. So this was way back. And after that, what happened? Like, yeah, I left, I come back, and there's like a whole new Ghana, the different people. And obviously Twitter had blown up and then it was like Twitter was one of the more popular network social networking sites here. As in for people to meet each other. As Facebook has always been there, like they're a giant. But I also feel like people are way more active on Twitter because it's also where people come and discuss things. Stuff. And you and I met, I think, through Twitter and then in real life as yeah. well. So I realized that Twitter was also a very powerful communications tool here when I, but when I came back. Like Facebook was people you know, but Twitter is when you met yeah, people. people. And yeah, and then what else? So yeah, when I came back, it was like a whole different Ghana for me. But at the same time, there was still old Ghana there as well. So within a year, I was back to like the old feeling of Ghana and stuff. So mm, that's interesting. Like, what do you think about Twitter? And I know 2015 Twitter was way different than Twitter now. Like, it's I don't know. People are saying that like Twitter back then was more fun. I mean, it's still fun now, but like it feels a bit more like serious now. People are making some little things more serious. Like, have you seen that, or is it just me? When you say they're serious, do you mean like with controversial yeah. topics, or like I mean, the, are they politically correct now? Yeah, or? like controversial topics. Like people, like if you make a joke that is somewhat controversial, it seems like you get more into trouble than it was like back in the day when everybody was just making fun of everything. So with me, when I came back in 2015, right, I didn't know too many people. I didn't know many people on Ghanaian Twitter. The only people I knew were my school friends from Ghana who were on Twitter. But I, ha- I, ha- I knew nothing about GH Twitter like it's called. Yeah. I didn't know who to follow. I didn't know what to do. So I was still very active. When I came back still, I was still more active on like the Indian side of Twitter because I started using Twitter when I was in India. That was in 2009. Mm-hmm. And I was using it throughout. So 2015, I mean, I feel like worldwide, Twitter was really fun from 2009 to 2012. Because yeah. people were still not super politically correct or something. Or people would take a joke, basically. 
And by the time 2015 also rolled in, it was still fine. But I think ever since then, like, Twitter has become a way more politically charged place. And anyone can get offended at any time mm-hmm. over something trivial, mm-hmm. I feel. Um, but then again, I'm not, I can't judge what can trigger you or not. So, yeah. mm, that sounds good. So, but when I came to Ghana back in 2015, I, I wasn't very active on Ghanaian, the Ghanaian side of Twitter. So it took me a while. And it started with when I met Johnny. Because I went for his trivia and I used to do that jams. Yeah. Met him there. Got yeah. to know him. Um, I used to go regularly. Every Tuesday, I was super regular there. And that was in 2016. So through him, then I met other people, like the regulars that used to come for the quiz. He made like a WhatsApp group. He added me on it. So I met other friends like Martin, Rafiq, all these guys. And they were obviously on Ghanaian Twitter. So then I followed them. They followed me back. And then, you know, through that, I also... Seraglio happened in 2017. Yeah. Like um, the first Seraglio ever event. So it was a Seraglio Sunday. And I started going for Seraglio regularly. So by then, I'd built like friendships with like Dylan, Johnny, Eddie, all the Seraglio boys. And then I met F the DJ and Kev over there because, you know, we're all part of the Seraglio team as well. So I met them, through them, their friends came. So I started meeting like the Chessie crowd. Then, you know, through Dylan, Johnny and their friend, like their um, network, I met people like Joey Chase, um, Sway Kid, who runs Call Out Blog. Because everybody used to come for Seraglio Sunday. It was like a different kind of event that was happening then. Because Seraglio Sunday was where um, upcoming artists would come and perform. Right. And it was a way to introduce yourself to different people, like your music. So we had like, we had like Lamim pass through, we had Ayat, we had, um, Kwesi Arthur came because of Bifo Bona, Bifo Bona performed. We had Keso come through, we had the Pata camp, uh, we've had Dope Nation come through. We've had like a lot of, like the current big acts or the current well-known acts were all upcoming then. So they've all, most of them at least came through to Australia. So basically using that, when I met more people, people also met me and then, you know, I'll find them on Twitter somehow or the other or ask them for their handle. One thing led to another and then, you know, I'm here now and everybody knows me on Twitter, either Omi or Ni India, that sort of thing. <laughs> That's cool. And I really appreciate, like, I really like, I personally like Twitter a lot because it made me meet a lot of interesting people as well. Because okay. you meet people who have seen like you either in pop culture, movies, I mean, let's say pop culture in general or sports or maybe political ideologies, that sort of stuff, right? So I met a lot of cool people on it. And for the most part, I think Twitter is really awesome. Yeah, I love Twitter. I mean, I love Twitter. I love Twitter when it's funny, but I don't like Twitter when it gets too serious. Then it's like, it's no fun. I mean, nowadays, I think the whole world has become very serious. So there's nothing you can do about it. So for me, most of the times, I just tweet about what I like. So it's either music, movies, TV shows, food. Um, either I'm fooling around, dropping some stupid pun, or you know, one of those romantic funny mm-hmm. lines or something like that. But that's what where my thing ends. I don't venture into any heated topics because it just gives you stress. Even if you have an opinion or your your I mean, the whole point of having debates, I feel, is that you might have one opinion, I might have another. But if you're able to have a healthy conversation and not argue or have a screaming match, then I think that it's fine. But I think most people tend to go overboard. It's happened to me as well. So I've just learned to control it now. And I don't react to a lot of things. I just see it and then I just, like, you know, okay. Just be it. 
basically. So you don't post any controversy. I mean, there are days when I might post something and then somebody's like, yo, this shit is controversial. So I think every day is a learning thing. But for the most part, I I make sure that I don't talk about any, um, what do you call it? I don't talk about anything like so-called controversial or any heated topic like politics or, you know, even football, for instance, like sports itself, football, for instance, now, um, there used to be a time when, like, when I was younger, that I used to be super, like, I used to, like, you know, do, like, have banter with rival fans. Like, I, I support Liverpool, so obviously our rivals are, like, Manchester United and then Everton. I don't know any Everton fan like that, but my United fans, I have, like, back and forth with them and this and that. But now I've just become Zen on whole football. Mm-hmm. Even if people are making fun of my club or they're trying to troll them, I'm like, you know what, I've passed that eight now. I've passed that part in my life. So for the most part, I just tweet about my own club. And if they're doing well, if they're doing sad, I just vent my frustrations or happiness on my feed. But I don't move to any other club people. Unless you're my good friend and then I know that you won't take it seriously or get into some heated debates. With me. Exactly. Like I just... <laughs> yeah, like I just funny banter. Sort of serious, serious things. Yeah, so there are a few people I can have a, like banter with my friends, basically. So apart from like Twitter, like what's the next best app you use on your phone? Is it is it Instagram or is it Snapchat? Snapchat, it's Snapchat. Um, actually, these days now, I think it's a mix of both because I use Instagram and Snapchat um, together. Like I use a lot because a lot of the time, Snapchat is my de facto app for taking videos and pictures because right. I feel like the software kicks in on the Snapchat app. Um, mm. for the camera so then I take pictures and it comes out much better then I use those pictures and then I post on my social media like either Twitter Instagram stuff like that but there are certain things that I post on Snapchat that I don't post on Instagram and vice versa like what like what's what okay so with Snapchat um, I feel like uh, there are lesser number of people who follow me on it than on uh, what do you call it um uh, Instagram, because Instagram, there are a lot more people. And then ever since they did the whole, um, they linked the app with Facebook, Facebook people can find you and stuff. And sometimes you don't want your Facebook people That's true. Um, finding you. So Snapchat, at least I know who's adding me, who's not adding me, that sort of thing. And then I feel like when it comes to sending things on a personal scale, Snapchat is much better as well. I mean, that was the whole point of the app, that you send someone something, they look at it and it deletes. There's no record of it ever again. Mm, that's true. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. That's true. That's true. Any interesting things on Snapchat? But I don't know. Like, like I don't know. I, I'm not a big fan of Snapchat. I don't know. I just don't think that. I'm not really feeling the style. Like, oh, I post something and then, like, the next day it disappears. It's weird to me. It's with a lot of my friends. So it's either taking pictures of... So normally it's like in the morning I get up and then I take a picture of what I'm doing or this is my agenda for today, stuff like that. And then, you know, they also send it. So it's a way of ke- keeping in touch with people via pictures or videos. But we don't talk as much. So well, we have a streak. And I think Snapchat also sort of incentivizes it by giving you the whole streak thing. So then you try to keep the streak running as possible. So with a few friends, I have like a 100-day streak now. Um, sometimes you also forget or you might have issues with internet. And then you have to restart the streak again. So it depends on if the person is also willing to restart. Because after all these days now, it's gone. Yeah, so, it's yeah, so that's my problem. 
But I don't mind because I still um, I still man manage to maintain the streak going. And it's just a fun way to keep in touch with people. And, you know, like, in, or sometimes it's people like you don't talk to on a daily, but then Snapchat is just kind of talking like, it's mm -hmm. a visual mm -hmm. sort of communication. Yeah, I think I was talking to somebody, I was talking to somebody about this. I was saying that, like, has, like, social media made, like, you know, the whole, I guess, dating or even getting to know somebody is it made it better or is it made it worse? I mean, because like you can find somebody easily on Instagram and see what they do, but like, is that really like is it hurting or is it making it better? I don't know. Um. Okay, I feel like it can go both ways. So I'll expound on that. So I think, like, let's look at it this way. Um, if, uh, what do you call it? If I'm, if I want to know about you, right? Social media gives me a means of knowing what your likes and dislikes are. Cause at some point or other, you might tweet about it, right? Or you might post about it on Instagram. Yeah. Let's take like Instagram and Twitter. If I'm getting to know somebody, because this is like Facebook, I feel is not the best measure. Cause if you're my friend already, then it's not like I'm going to discuss. But if I, it's like on Twitter, I'm, I, 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 we follow each other. We start talking on a daily basis. And then I realize that, oh, okay, you like these things. You mm -hmm. like that sort of cuisine, that sort of thing. But if I'm going to ask you, then I have some preconceived ideas already. Same way, the person also talking to me also knows certain things about me. So for me, like, for instance, if you go on my, if you go on my Twitter right now, I'm always like, my favorite TV shows, I'm always talking yeah. about Brooklyn Nine-Nine Family Guy. So you already know that, okay, he likes these two things. So maybe if I have to have a conversation about it, I know what I'm going to talk about when it comes to TV shows because he likes it. Many occasions, I keep mentioning Matrix is my favorite movie. So again, you have an idea. If you go to my Instagram also, you can see that I like going to different restaurants and eating food. You know, I'm a foodie. Even on Twitter, I keep posting my food pictures that I go out and eat. Um, you can also see that I like to go and have fun. So I feel like it gives you um, an idea of who I am. But at the same time also, I think social media also has sort of taken away the factor where you needed to put more effort into getting to know someone. So that way it would be more, I think, genuine. Yeah. Or like there's much more effort from your side. So you would be more appreciative of the efforts or like both of you would appreciate each other's efforts of getting to know each other. Right now there's more, like a lot of the stuff is there and I can... Like for you, for instance, if I'm like, okay, Joe, Joe is a tech guy. He likes gaming because I see him posting about gaming. He likes design. He likes this. So I already know about you. It's not like I have to come and ask you, Joe, do you like design or something like that? Yeah, I got it. You get what I'm saying, right? Yeah, but then it's like, okay. So like if, if some girl said, okay, let's go hang out and stuff. Like she already knows everything about me. So like what is there left to talk about in a way? I don't know. I'm, I'm, I also feel like you can still talk about things because um, you can still talk about various things because um, even if I know about you, there's still some, a lot of things that I still don't know about, yeah. you, right? Maybe I don't know what your favorite food is, your favorite cuisine is because I don't know if you've tweeted all of those things, you put all of those things. So I still feel like there are things that you can get to know about someone even if you already have an idea of what they like or don't like. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's true. 
Hmm. Like, would you, like, even though you post about football and other things, like, do you post personal stuff online? Um, okay. It depends what sort of personal stuff, because posting your pictures is also a form of posting personal stuff, right? Because back in our parents' days, there was no way for you to post your pictures. If you took a picture, it's going to a photo album. Unless you come to my house and open the photo album and like, oh, you yeah. went to this place, you went to that place. So I look at it that I do also, when I say post personal stuff, um, maybe I might talk about a certain incident that happened in my life. Um, it maybe could have been a traumatic event, but I want to talk about it because I want people to, so it doesn't happen to them, that sort of thing. So I feel like I have posted personal stuff, not everything obviously about me, but at some point, you know. That's fair. Yeah. Have you seen, uh, I've just seen it right now, I, Peter, this Shalab music video. This music video. This, Which video? I know it's off topic, but yeah, I've just seen this Shalab music video. Um, what is it called? Oh, what is it called? Oh, snap. Yes, yeah, it's some song recently. Over, yeah, that's what I'm Over, yeah, yes. Over. Oh, yeah, yeah it came out yesterday. And she released yeah. another song. Oh, is she too. going into like music now? Because everybody's bored. I mean, she did She did sing a song with Medical on that song, Omoda. Mm-hmm. Um, she already sang that. So, but I mean, that was more of a, what do you call it? I was saying that. Um, I mean, right now, put it this way, she's sitting at home, she's bored, they can't go out. So I think it's more like she's just doing... There's also another angle to this. Um, uh, So last week, I think Sister Deborah, Medical's ex, it was Medical's birthday, so she posted a picture and in it, she's kissing, like, sorry, she's getting a kiss, kiss on her cheek from medical and she's like, happy birthday mm. to my sweet ex, right? And a lot of shit was spoken, people came for Deborah. some were supporting her because apparently he cheated on her with fella, blah, blah, blah. So there's a lot of like up and down, up and down on this. And then in three days time, she releases a song called Sweet Ex or three or four days time. Immediately after that song comes out, by the way, that song was very bad. Fella dropped this song I yesterday. That was and <laughs> and the song, the thing with Over also is that it's like a one minute, 40 second song. Clearly, they just sat down at home and, and it kind of sounds like Shatawale's Freedom does, and yeah, Omata right. again. I think we use the same producer here. It's one of those, like, if you drop it in a club and people are drunk, they will actually dance to it kind of song. And then this, today, I don't know what's up. And your girl, Pella, has come and dropped a song called um, No Size. Basically, I think she's trying to tell Sister Deborah that mm. you are not my size. And Sister Deborah has now responded with Talk to Your BF by Anna. I mean, at this point now, it's like they're just stopping each other and dropping music videos and... I think the corona, the whole lockdown corona. Man, really it's bad. People. Yeah, it feels like not everybody is more online because everybody's at home. So it's like more stuff is being posted. Yep. 
and it's like they're just subbing each other through their music and, and it's it's i guess it's drama for the timeline to watch and appreciate so yeah okay do it Actually, the No Side song is not bad. Actually, it's quite. So it is. Quite yeah, I've, I haven't heard it yet. I heard it cheaper than you. Talking, but I haven't heard it yet. You should check it out. The No Side is actually quite good. And there's a whole thing that they feel like medical wrote the song hmm. for her. It's not bad. I mean, yeah. Uh, it's most, yeah. Oh, I mean, medical. Medical is one of my favorite artists, so no surprises there. Mm. But yeah, I also I look so I think the corona has also helped a lot um with content being put out and being watched or heard because um have you seen like I don't have you watched Tory Lanez uh, quarantine Who? radio Tory Lanez the singer no, have Wow um you need to change that asap um so basically tory lanes i think i have i don't know how it started but basically he does this thing called quarantine radio so he hosts a ig live thing you let you know a day in advance i've, I've actually live. seen clips of it i've actually like seen the whole thing i've seen clips yeah that actually pretty good oh yeah is super popular so he, i think he puts it like a deal i think he just started it for shits and giggles initially i don't know the origin story but i'm just assuming and i think it got so popular that now he has a whole team helping him so he has somebody who helps him with the music he has like a dj there he has someone with the streaming aspect of it he has somebody with the sound effects so he has like a whole like five or six people helping yeah. him do this thing right yeah and and there's like 20 like 350,000 people i think logged in at its peak like they were watching him and sometimes artists will join him like some day, one day french montana joined him um another day megan the stallion joined him drake came on and because he's a superstar himself like others also join him like other celebrities join him and one of the things he also does is he sends money to girls who come and twerk <laughs> on the live right i mean and, and it's crazy to see how many people go online to watch it but i mean entertainment entertainment so hey what do you want to do and so he gives like so the other day there was even something called the milk challenge where you have to twerk and pour milk on your like whilst twerking on your ass and it was, it's a very fascinating thing to watch it's also a waste of milk especially in times like this But yeah, so then he cashed out oh, people yeah. and stuff. Oh god! I think yesterday or day before something, he was giving the winner of Quarantine Radio fifteen thousand dollars. If you can be in your room and work and do all that and get like thousand dollars, I mean, why not? Why not? Oh yeah, exactly. And then imagine fifteen thousand dollars. Like I would definitely do that if I. Had <laughs> I mean, yeah, just why me the money? Like I would be good. Oh yeah, so they use that app, Cash App or whatever, right? I think you can just put the username and then it transfers yeah. the money. Why is it? So basically, you have stuff. Like yeah, this but why is there any local celebrities doing that? 
Okay, so actually we do have IG lives happening in Ghana as well. Um, okay, so basically what's happening is it's like this. You have, um, so you know Swiss Beats and Timberland did a whole um, battle of the yep, producers yep, yep. thing, right? So basically it was a way for you to, like in a battle, make, you have to choose who the winner is or basically who was the better one and public uh, opinion will decide. So they did their own, and then after that, they had like uh, Manny Fresh versus Scott Torch. Um, they had T-Pain versus Lil John. The T-Pain versus Lil John one was like a whole throwback jam session because both of them back in like the 2000s to 2010 were like, they were really holding it down for their respective cities and the whole music scenario in general. So T-Pain has a lot of hits, Lil John has a lot of hits. And they were just dropping it one by one, one by one, right? And that thing went on for like three hours. I even slept because it started at like Jeez. one. And it ended at like four or something in the morning. Yeah. And I was like, nah, I, I can't do that. I even fell asleep by watching because I was super tired. Like at like 1.30, 2 o'clock almost. But my friends watched it. And I remember I got up the next day and I was like, at four o'clock, these guys were still talking about it. So you have all these things happening. So similarly, what happened here is Ghana, South Korea has been the guy behind it. He got Apietus and JQ to battle each other. And it's called Behind the Hits. So you get to know who the producers are. And at the same time also, you basically get to relive the whole throwback jam era. Because these producers are produced like during the hip life, high life, Azuntu era. And maybe they might not be producing now as much because now you've got more producers there. But like these guys are legends, right? Like Apietus and JQ. The other day, you had Richie of Links versus Kill Beats. Um, and there have been different ones happening, like um, I think Street Beats versus Emoji. I don't remember who and who. And then you even had Hammer, uh, the popular producer Hammer against JQ. And then they talked to you a lot about how music was back then, especially if you have no idea. It was a very nice way to relive the past and also get to know about the music scene back then as opposed to it now. Back then, there was no streaming. You had like cassettes, CDs, that sort of thing, right? Yeah. And you also have our own DJs here doing live sessions for us. So F the DJ every Friday night does a live session on his IG. Um, he plays music for everybody. Um, iPhone DJ did a session yes on Monday. Um, he even did something like Quarantine Radio the other day. It's called Enjoyment Radio or something. Mm -hmm. I watched a bit of it. It was quite interesting. Plus, he has a lot of following. So he gets people to also watch him. I think he had like 1,000 people watching him. Um, Bloom also did a live where the DJs went to Bloom and they were playing. I think the first day was Bruce. The second time they did it, they got Baylor and uh, iPhone to play. Um, and other DJs are doing it. Like producers are also doing it. Gafachi does keeps going live sometimes. Um, there was even a Queso versus Kubi beat uh, battle, but that didn't go too well. I think Queso had internet problems. So Magnum hopped in. So it was Magnum versus Kubi then. And it was like a hell lot of fun because even Magnum and Kubi have produced a lot of songs between the two of them, a lot of hit songs as well. Um, our DJs do that. And then, so I think this has also shown that you can use live streaming as a form of entertainment because now... I see, I look at it that a lot of us go outside our jamming sessions or our music listening, that sort of thing, right? Yeah. But if now I can get a good dedicated live sort of session at home, 
I can now the call friends home. DJs can play live. Maybe you pay them money or like you can do a crowdfunding sort of thing. Pay them money and they play live on their IG or Twitch or Twitter or whatever. And I can just if I have good internet, I can just stream out. I don't have to go out anymore. And I feel like this is going to happen after the corona also dies out. That there's you're going to see more live content for people who want to stay at home and don't necessarily want to go out. Mm. But do you think that after, like after the coronavirus, do you think that it will continue or everybody goes back to the same way we're doing it? I, I think it will continue. That's what I'm saying because I feel like people will also would have been at home for a very long time, right? So I see companies now looking at, or even individuals looking at entertainers looking at, you know what? Maybe they don't have to come out. Let me give them some options. So all I have to do is maybe I can just say hi. I'm a DJ. I'm going to play for you guys, but obviously I need to get paid. So let's crowdfund it. Yeah. Each of you pay like ten CDs and yeah. come and watch me. And it works because sometimes that the DJ also puts his mobile money there because he's obviously like he's paying for data, he's yeah. paying for you know like electricity, yeah. house, etc. So if he's doing this, he just needs some sort of you know um, pay not payback, but anything that can help him. So the Momo also helps him. If at least it helps him pay for his data, he's good to go, right? So people do send him money because he puts his mobile number there. And hmm. you also had like Johnny and Dow doing a karaoke session via IG last yeah. Saturday. They finally did an IG karaoke thing. So they were there, and Johnny and Dow were together. And Johnny would then you would request to join Johnny's video once he allows you, gives you a, you give him a song, he puts it on the screen, and you sing. The only problem with joining someone on live is that the audio quality drops. So right. I think that also is because of that. So we need to find a way to go around it. But it was a super fun session because I also went and joined him live. We had a bit of challenges with the audio, but for the most part, we had a lot of fun. Other people also joined in. And if this internet can become better, can you imagine if I can do karaoke like this with Johnny live? Like Sunday, he's like, okay, I'm going to do live karaoke. You guys can directly use my Momo. Um, yeah. Why wouldn't I then call people home and karaoke like that? So I look at it like I think this can actually work. Yeah, it could work. But I hope it works. Yeah, I do. We don't know how long this will go for, how long we'll be at home. So let's find ways to entertain ourselves. Definitely, because a lot of people are also getting tired. Right. A lot of people also feel very claustrophobic at home. Okay, not claustrophobic, but they feel like boxed in because now you can't go out. It's one thing to be an introvert and be like, "Oh, I stay at home," but even with that, a lot of introverts that I've spoken to have been like, "They at least have the choice to go out." If you have a choice, then you're always like, "Okay, that's not a problem." But if you're stuck at home and there's no choice for you to go, it still affects you mentally. Right, because you still people thrive on seeing other people. They thrive on physical connections as well. I personally, I'm I'm some sort of a person who's like a physical person. I like giving hugs to people. I like shaking hands. You know that sort of thing. And the fact that I can't do all of this is it's very yeah, it's very uh, stressful. Yeah, very different. I can't even touch people. Yeah, okay, but cool. But yeah. But also, even before, I think before Corona, like what's, I don't know, I was trying to ask Johnny about this, but he wouldn't open up. But like, like I was asking about in Ghana, what is 
dating like like as far as dating the, the whole dating scene or whole relationship scene i was asking about like because sometimes twitter might make you feel a bit jaded because maybe you see somebody's tweets about some certain uh-huh. opinion kind of jaded about it but like is it like i was saying is the dating thing good here or is it just like i don't know like what do you think about dating thing especially because of like Instagram and also Twitter and everything like is it good here or is it just I don't know is it fine Okay so funny enough right um I think the number one dating app here in Ghana is not even Tinder or anything it's, it's legit Twitter Yeah I've seen that a lot yeah All right so I was saying that funny enough I was saying that the number one dating app I think in Ghana is Twitter not even Tinder or any other app because um i have met a lot of interesting people with with her um, um because you know if you follow someone you like their tweets you dm them hey do you want to go out blah blah, blah. go from there the dating scene over here i feel like dating scenes in general right now all over the world is that people don't want to go on dates as much or they don't want to go the put like the extra mile in terms of effort into going and planning a date right really i think okay. a lot more people are more interested in the like wham bam thank you ma'am sort of situation or like there's something now called a situationship so you're not in a relationship you're in a situationship you don't know where you are that sort of thing and these are all new terms that have been coined by millennials okay now right. Right. Yeah, if you ask me about the dating scene here i think it's okay it can be better but i think a lot of the times people need to also be taught about the nuances of dating or general dating philosophy and i think it's missing like dating sort of knowledge or education because you would hear a lot like from your parents time how they would go out on dates like go to the movies they would do this they would do that and basically that sort of thing right and I feel like it doesn't happen as much or even if it does um it's not as much as our parents used to do it back then and I also think that Ghana needs to up itself when it comes to dating options as well like going out on different places on date because you can't always keep doing movies blooms radio or restaurants right yep I feel um, like you need maybe an obstacle course you need there are options like that though um you be a the thing is like to course, like the botanical garden yeah but the thing is uh, are people really into that because it seems people are more interested in like dining like they want to go eat something and sort of like doing something like different outside the norm because the problem is a lot of the times people don't even know these options exist in Ghana so i remember mm, yeah. there was some conversation that happened on twitter and then i happened to be a part of it as well and i was telling people that you guys keep screaming about somebody said they wanted an ice skating rink in ghana and i'm like somebody will go and make this ice skating rink and you people will not fucking patronize the thing at all you will still go to your restaurants and bars so if yeah. i'm a vent business owner and i come and i see that oh somebody opened a bar people are going there somebody opened a new bar people are going there somebody's going there somebody opened a bowling alley nobody's going there why would i come and open another bowling alley i open a restaurant or above because that's what's going to make me my money at the end of the day because you will do what the people want 
right? So yeah. I also yeah. feel like a lot of the times we scream and shout, we want different options, we want this, we want that. But when it's given to you, you don't go there. Like there used to be the bowling alley Harbin, which was like after Labari, I think towards Nungwa, Teshi's side. Yeah, uh-huh. It was a bit far. Yeah. And, yeah, I remember I used to go there. I used to go there for bowling sometimes. Yeah, so even I went there a lot when I was a child, right? And I found out that it's closed down because obviously over the years, running a bowling alley is definitely expensive. Yeah. Cheap thing. So you need a lot of people to keep coming before you can make your money. So if you're not getting money, that means you're paying for overheads that you don't have money that is coming in to pay for. So after a point, you have to shut this thing down. And I think they shut down like this. After that, they're like, fuck it. And now with Corona like this, nobody's going to go to as of now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole thing about finding places and like, like they're there, but people don't want to like go to it. Because I always say, like, why don't people go more often for like the mini golf place? And it's like people, like people know about it, but they don't. Then, What's that? Yeah, it's called Marvel. Is then Jolu. Yeah, I mean, I'm always willing to go to Marvel and have fun with people. But when I say let's go play golf, people are like, nah, I don't want to play mini golf. It's like, well, what do you want to do? Like, for fun. And they have no idea. It's like, you guys are weird. Basically, you're, you're kind of... Okay, the only sort of fun that... Going to a restaurant or going out to your favorite spots, having jamming. So with them it's a Friday, then we go somewhere to have like jam. If not, if not a Friday, maybe it's an afternoon thing. Just go out for a lunch, have a nice conversation, get to know each other. That's the sort of thing. But I think the dating scene is not people are conditioned into believing that these are the only ways to have fun. Like the eating or then after the eating go out and like to a popular spot to have like dance and stuff. Which is not a bad option. That's not a bad dating option, right? But yeah. you can also have fun through a mini golf session, a bowling session, a rock climbing session, a obstacle course session. So I think people need to be more open as well. But I think eventually people will learn. And I think this corona is going to make people appreciate all those places that are there. Yeah. Because a lot of times now you realize that some of these places you were neglecting them. I'm not going there and I'm like, shit, I need to go there because life is very uncertain. So at least try and make the most out of it, as cliched as it sounds. True. But do you think it will lastly change when this thing is over and it can come out and do stuff? Because I don't, I don't really think they will. I think they'll just go back to the normal ways. Um, I think like for the first few months, People will be doing more things, going out, that sort of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe over time, the thing might sort of cool down and then people might go back to their old ways. But I think we will see a change in people now. Mm-hmm. When it comes to maintaining their hygiene, um, doing more for their... like A lot of people I know are like, now they'll go out more... They won't say no when their friends call them out, that sort of thing. Because then you realize that, shit, if I'd gone out, then maybe I'd have done this, I'd have done that. Because then these sort of things make you feel like you should have done those things when you had the chance, but now you don't. 
and you don't know when this thing is going to get over as well, right? Yeah. So, but anyways, we can only hope for the best now. But I know personally for myself, I'm going to like probably get myself myself a tent on Oxford Street and sleep there for one week when this is over. So I'm just going to go to all the restaurants and go out the whole seven days. Yeah, well, me, my plan was to do more road trips, but since I can go out, hopefully when I, when I can go back outside, I'll do more of that. Um, the other thing also that I had plans for this year was to travel. Like I wanted to do Thailand. I traveled to Thailand before in 2018, but I wanted to do it, um, travel to Thailand and Indonesia this year, and maybe either Singapore or Malaysia. But unfortunately, everything has been put on hold. And they were saying that one of the consequences of the coronavirus or the COVID-19, as they call it, is that um, travel, proper tourism travel might not actually happen until 2023 because a lot of the airline industries are getting affected by this because nobody's flying. A lot of money is being lost. So for them to now restart and find their feet again is going to be super difficult. So business travel might happen, but tourism travel itself, they're saying 2023. Man, it's a long time. Which is crazy for me. But then on the flip side, uh, that gives me a chance to go and check out Ghana, um, a lot of the stuff that I've never seen before. I, I mean, this is the only time now I can do it after this thing is done. Um, go and check out like um, Zena Lodge up north, you know, the Mole National Park. That's a little So, um, even me and you and Ijo are supposed to work on our own podcast, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I think. When, when, when are we launching? Well, people are listening so they should know like, what's coming up. That's the thing. Um, let me put it on the group, the group that I made for the three of us. And then we plan out how we want to go. And then we can start doing that. Ooh. So, yeah, so people should look forward to that. We have a new podcast you know, apart from this one. But, yeah. Sounds good. Yeah, pop culture podcast. Exactly. We can talk about all this. Stuff that people are missing out on. Yes, like um, we are not going to talk about award-winning movies, but movies that <laughs> don't win any awards, because that's the movies that you should be watching. Definitely, we have like a whole list to talk about, because there's a lot of really good movies. Especially Ajir, because that guy watches the most random movies that have been made in history of movies. Oh God, I can imagine. I'm about to watch another weird movie tonight. So we'll see. Which one? It's called Tusk. Um, T-U-S-K. Oh, yeah. Um, I think I know this movie. It's um, Kevin Smith, right? Yeah, Kevin. Thanks, Kevin Smith wrote it, yeah. Yeah, he makes these B-gradish movies. I've heard about it. I remember my friends watched it um, way back when I was in India, and they told me to watch this. Never did, though. Oh, really? Well, yeah, I'm going to watch it tonight and see what the old deal is about. It looks really freaky, but... Watch it. Watch it. Let me know how it is. Definitely, definitely. Okay, man, I'm going to let you go. But yeah, but thanks for... This was, good, man. This was really good. This was really good fun. Yeah, even though internet was not as good, it still was a good conversation. I mean, we can have... Oh, yeah, it was. But, yeah. I mean, no worries, man. We'll keep talking over the, over the week. Definitely, definitely. All right, man. I will catch you later.
au revoir.